My name is Sarah Vioso. In May of 2020, I was diagnosed with glioblastoma, the most aggressive type of brain cancer known. This is my spiritual journey of completely surrendering to God's will while healing my soul through His grace. Welcome to Surviving Fear. Episode 9, The Struggles. So we had an amazing gift given to us right before I was going to start my radiation chemo um, treatments. And some very dear friends gifted us an experience. They had said, you know, we can just, you know, donate whatever you need. But, but they said, we just really wanted to give your family some time away and an experience. And it's still, when I look back, it's one of the most precious times the four of us got to spend together. You know, I just, the timing of it was, you know, I just gotten home from the hospital. You know, we just started to kind of, you know, it was doctor's appointment after doctor's appointment. It was insurance meetings. It was, I mean, one thing after another. And, you know, I just like, I don't even know how we made it through. Like, that's what's so I look back and I'm like, it's just a blur because every day there was a decision. Every day there was a meeting. Every day there was discussions that had to happen. There was how, how there was things that had to be figured out. Um, and there was fear. I'm not going to lie. We try to avoid the fear and sometimes fear wins. I mean, that's, that's life. And we, it's just how we react to that fear. Anyway, so in the midst of all this craziness, our friend so kindly sent our little family of four away to a place on the beach with a cool strand and said, you guys just have some family time and focus on each other. It's a gift you need to give to yourself more times than not. It's amazing how that resets and puts you in perspective and it allows you to you know, get out of the rat race and the craziness of what's going on and allow you to focus on your family and can reconnect with God and reconnect with the love that you feel for everyone in your life. Just that centering, you know, one of my favorite verses is be still and know that I am God. It's that be still that's everywhere in the Bible. Be still. And I've got this. I just need you to rest and I'll take care of it. That's what God says. Just be still. Just be at rest. I got this. I got you. He says it over and over again to remind us that we aren't alone in this. But anyway, so we're at this amazing hotel on the beach and we uh, get some bikes, which didn't know if I was going to be able to ride a bike, but I could, and decided to ride our bikes down to um, the wedge. And for those of you that aren't familiar, in um, Southern California, there's this amazing surf spot called the Wedge, and it's um, it's known for like bodyboarding um, and body surfing. It um, the waves can get 25 to 30 feet, and people go in. 
Like you go there just as a spectator. It's so fun to watch as a spectator. It's not always firing like that, but sometimes it is. So my family and I decided that we were going to rent bikes and ride our bikes down to the wedge to watch the crazy people who I'm not going to call crazy because you know what? They are just living life to the fullest. They are living life and sucking the marrow out of every bit and inch of life they are given, which I think is awesome. They're living life. So we're called to do live life. Have fun. Enjoy it. I used to watch the big wave surfers going, you guys have lost your mind. You've got to screw loose. No, they've just figured out how to live life to the fullest and enjoy the gift they've been given. Now, mind you, I don't plan on taking a big wave surfing anytime in the near future, and I'm certainly not going to be, you know, body surfing at the wedge. But it's fun to watch the people that have practiced and learned how and are willing to do that. Anyway, on our way down to the wedge, because it was quite a lengthy bike ride for me, especially I'm on a beach cruiser and I'm going, you know, I think it was an like 16 miles round trip. And uh, I just had brain surgery, you know, a couple weeks prior. And um, this thought popped in my head out of nowhere. Like I'm busy riding my bike. It's a beautiful Southern California day. And the thought pops in my head out of nowhere. Like I'm busy, like trying to avoid hitting other bikes, bikers, roller skaters. I mean, you are seeing all kinds of fun things happening around you and you're trying not to run into people. And just in the calm of my mind somewhere, the words be thankful for the struggle entered into my head. Now, my husband has said that time and time before, but here we are on a beautiful Southern California day, riding bikes, still in that, you know, just trying to decompress and refocus and like out of the field of dreams. And if you haven't seen that movie, it's the Kevin Costner movie where they build a baseball field in the middle of Iowa, in the middle of a cornfield. And, um, He did it through a voice that said, if you build it, he will come. And then one of the other things that, and that's the voice that they keep hearing. It's a whisper. It's like, if you build it, he will come. And then the other one was ease his pain, ease his pain. And as you watch the movie, if you've not seen this movie, guys, watch the movie, sit down with your kids and watch it. It's a very spiritual movie. Um, And um, James Earl Jones is in it. You don't have to be a sports fan, but if you are a sports fan, if you love baseball even a little bit, and I did not like baseball, I've become to love the game of baseball. It's such a great movie and such a great spiritual movie, but that's kind of like what it was. It was like there was someone whispering in my ear, you know, be grateful for the struggles. My first reaction was like, are you kidding me? You want me to be grateful that I was just diagnosed with a deadly brain cancer, the deadliest brain cancer that exists, stage four glioblastoma, and I'm supposed to be thanking my lucky stars for it? Yeah, I don't think so. Like, that was my very first reaction. And then I stopped. And it was like, think about it. In the moment, it's harder to be thankful. But the more you practice it, the better you get at it. Like, I look back now, a year later, and people will think I'm crazy, but I'll tell them, I'm like, I am so thankful that I got brain cancer. Now, am I having an abnormal, amazing experience with brain cancer? Yes. Not everybody comes out of glioblastoma with where I'm at. I understand that. But the redirection that my life has taken, the new perspective 
that I have been gifted because looking back prior to diagnosis, I mean, diagnosis, I, I was lost. I thought I was living a great Christian life. But when you've got that right in your face, and I know I've said this before, but when you've got it in your face, it's amazing how the perspective changes. I mean, really, was my connection with God that great? Yeah, nah, it wasn't. Was my prayer life on point? Nope. No, those are like two very key points to living a peaceful life is, you know, putting God first and to find a way to be thankful for the struggles. And that's the being thankful for the struggles is putting 100% trust in God's plan for you. Trusting in God's plan and in his will. And that is not easy because you have to let go of control. But let me tell you, when you do it, it's amazing the things you start to see. You start to see that you aren't alone. You aren't alone in any of this. And that you have people that will care for you. There are people that love you out there that you may not even realize it because you're shut off to love. Because you're so bitter about your situation. Trust me, when I was diagnosed, I was bitter. I was angry. I'm like, I have two young children. I'm only 43 years old at the time. I'm still, I mean, I have kids that I'm not done with. This isn't fair. Why do I have to do this? And I'm sure every one of you have said that in your life at some time. At one point or another. This wasn't the first time I've said it. It's not fair. I don't deserve this. You know what? Jesus did not deserve to be scourged at the pillar, to be berated by the devil. He did not deserve to have a crown of thorns hammered into his head. He did not deserve to draw drag a cross in front of all the people and be humiliated. He did not deserve to hang on a cross as people ridiculed him, threw things at him, mocked him, mockingly say the king of the Jews. What had he done to deserve that? What have we done to deserve that he did that for us? You know, life isn't fair. How many times have you heard that? How many times your parents said that to you? Life's not fair. Life isn't fair. And I'm I'm not going to use the make lemons out of make lemonade out of lemons. You know, I'm not going to use that. It's just we all there's always something that isn't going to go your way. And it's how you choose to view it and how you choose to perceive it. I am thankful that I had brain cancer. I'm thankful for that struggle because not only am I better off for it, my family's better off for it. My boys have a stronger relationship with Christ. My husband, I'm seeing qualities in him that I've never seen how strong his faith is that I didn't give him credit for before this. There are people around me coming to Christ that I never thought would ever go to Christ. 
And it's amazing. It's amazing. Like I'm watching my parents, my dad's in a Bible study now. You know, my mom is reading daily devotionals. This isn't something that we grew up doing. I mean, we went to church every Sunday, but sitting down as a family and discussing different scriptures was not something that we did. I just, I'm watching it happen all around me. It's like, you know, when you see one ant and then you start looking around and then all of a sudden you like, you start pulling your gaze back and you're seeing like, now there's a thousand ants on your countertop that you've left like a piece of cake out or something. That's what it's like. I was just so enveloped in my world and I was so enveloped in the struggle that I was going through that I wasn't pulling back and seeing the big picture. And people started sending me different, you know, different words of encouragement. And I'm like, look at all these people. Look at all these people. Like I am, I have all this support around me to get me through the struggle. And you know, the something you have to realize is when you are in the struggle and you're in that dark pit, there is light. And that light is comes through so many different venues. It comes through other people in your life. Like that's when their light shines. That's when God's light is reflected by other people on this earth. And but you have to be open to it. You have to like you have to trust in the struggle that you are going through that there is a purpose to it. We don't go through struggles just for struggles. This isn't some sick game where it's like, ooh, what can I put them through next? How bad can I make them feel? That is not how this works. It's what you choose to do with that struggle. When I was diagnosed, you got two choices. You either go down to the dark pit of despair and call it, or you rise up and you say, you know what? This is happening for a purpose. No matter how many days I get, I'm going to make the most of every single day I got. That's where you're thankful for the struggle because you're able to see the purpose of it. And there is a purpose to the hardships that we face in life. There is. And it's yes, it's painful. And it sucks sometimes. It sucks a lot. But it's picking yourself up and finding there is a reason for this. And every time there is a reason, there is. This had to happen for a reason. I had to get brain cancer for a reason. I don't think I was stricken with it as a punishment. I think it was a swift kick in the behind going, we need to get you back on the straight and narrow, my friend. And I'm thankful for it because the life I'm living now is so much more complete and so much more rewarding than the life I was living before I was diagnosed. And when you start being thankful for that struggle, you start seeing God more and more. You start seeing the miracles more and more. You pull out of the weeds and you start seeing these amazing things. Now, I'm going to share this story with you. And you might hear this story and you might say, that is a crock of baloney. There is no way that happened. Um, but it did. This is, I, I don't make stories up as I go. This happened to my husband who, if you knew my husband, Paul, he, uh, he's a fireman. He sees a lot of stuff. He's a paramedic. He sees a lot of stuff out there. And he tends to be a skeptic, as I believe it. I mean, he, sometimes he sees the best of humanity. Sometimes he sees the worst of humanity. You know, the firefighters and, you know, the, all 
first responders spend their days seeing people on their very worst day. It's not an easy job. So you can get jaded from that. You can get, you know, it can happen. And Paul was walking down the street and he was walking our dog. And at the end of our call, now I'll tell you, we live like in a suburb. It's like, it's like, a, I mean, it's literally like USA Main Street. I mean, it's, it's a planned community. You know, it's very clean and put together. It's a really nice place. And, you know, we don't really, you don't see a whole lot of homeless people where we live. You don't see a whole lot of um, poverty where we live. You know, you go outside of our town and yes, there's poverty just down the street, but generally in our little area, there isn't. And Paul's walking at the end of our street. There's a little pass through and there's a man walking kind of long robes. He has a radio really loud. That's someone's reading scripture on the radio. He's got a staff in his hand. He's bearded, has sunglasses on. And he's walking by Paul. Now, Paul immediately like goes in protection mode and He's like, hey, how are you? Kind of steps back, let them, lets the man, because we're still in COVID at this time, and lets the man pass by. And every, like, five steps or so, the man is taking this large stick that looks like a staff and slamming it on the ground. You know, Paul's antenna's up, making sure there isn't something fishy going on. The guy walks past Paul. And he looks up. He was looking down at the ground and he looked up and he locked eyes with Paul. There is sunglasses. And he said, you are very blessed. Then the man turned back, continued on his way. Every five steps or so, slamming his staff on the ground. Paul has not seen that man before that moment anywhere in our neighborhood. Paul has not seen that man since that moment anywhere in our neighborhood. Paul called me and he's like, I think I just had an encounter with an angel. I'm like, whatever. He's like, no, seriously. I think when you're, and Paul's like, you know, I was having a tough moment processing stuff. And we've been turning to God a lot. And I know that sounds like some of you might, skeptics might be going, there's no way that happened. It doesn't make sense. And I, there are so many stories that I look forward to sharing with you in this podcast and on this journey that don't make sense. But to have a man come into our neighborhood that looked, Paul's like, he looked like Moses. He's like, he looked like Moses. There's no other way. He had robes. He was listening to a radio that had playing scriptures over and over and evangelizing. He's got a staff. He's walking slow. I mean, and then he says, you are very blessed. Paul didn't even like strike, tried to strike up a conversation. He literally just stepped to the side to let the man go. And there's a miracle because he was having a low moment and a complete stranger 
who he has not seen before or since, tells him, you are very blessed. Thank you guys for listening yet again. I look forward to doing another episode. I am Sarah Vioso, and I will see you at the next episode of Surviving Fear. Surviving Fear is made possible by the efforts of our executive producer, JT Henderson, writer and director, Sarah Vioso, producer and editor, Kristen Walker, artistic creator, Laura Ritchie, graphic editor, Linda Lee, and musical artist and composer, Adam Vioso.